It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Believe in NXT podcast. By now, you should know my voice. You should know the voice that you're about to hear in a second. But if you don't, if you're new to these neck of the woods, or, you know, you forgot, you know, you had a little quarantines, got to you a little bit, kind of losing your mind and everything, just a further reminder, I'm Jacob DeLawrence. The other voice you're about to hear in a second is Mr. Cedric Welton. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at said underscore says for Mr. Welton, and at underscore Della for myself. And of course, make sure you follow the nice folks over at Believe, which is at Believe Podcast. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. Podcast, all one word. Now that we got out that out the way, said, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, in lieu of everything, uh, we're going to get through this the best that we can. Hopefully, all my, our listeners are safe, protected out there. If you're hearing my background, no, you hear no bagels, you hear no clinking. I am at home. <laughs> We are on lockdown in California. This episode is brought to you by the coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19. Ain't no games out here. Yeah. These are going to be the corona episodes for like the next, for the foreseeable future. Let's just be honest here. So, we don't know. If, yeah. If, if we seem to wild out just a little more than usual, forgive us. If we tend to stray a little bit from NXT, forgive us. But, you know, it. it we have a job here to do and we're professionals. So we want to give you guys at least one or two shows every week, like we've been doing and we're already at home anyway. So I'm not going to let you down. Exactly. We'll never let you down. We going to too much stuff to talk about. We going to deliver and we going to talk about NXT this past week and what was supposed to be Adam Cole's championship celebration. We supposed to get a couple more takeover, Qualifying matches for the women's ladder match. Nah. Nope, nope. Good old coronavirus was like, nah, we just stopped that. I mean, was decided. there really a takeover? I mean, not takeover. What was there really an NXT episode this week? I'm I'm failing to see like what that was that was thrown together. Especially in the I mean, let's not forget the coronavirus is here, but we still got Wednesday night Wednesday night wars going on. This is true. This is true. Here's the difference. WWE is publicly traded. If I'm not mistaken, AEW is currently not publicly traded. Mm-hmm. Also, they're the new kids on the block. They can't really afford to shut down shop if they're not being forced to shut down shop. Because they're building That's up true. to their big old blood and guts, aka War Games match which will be the next Dynamite because apparently they don't even know when they're going to have another episode. So it's a little different on their side of the tracks. But yeah, 
NXT this week was supposed to be a bunch of qualifying matches at a cold celebration. Uh-uh, we ain't get none of that this week. Not you know what we got? Bit of it. We got Triple H and Tom Phillips back at HQ in Stanford, Connecticut, doing a almost like a recap show like they used to do. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It was kind of like a nostalgia show and seemed like it was trying to prepare us for the culmination of these feuds or talk up some of the the big stars of NXT, if you would, but it just felt like it was missing a lot for a two-hour show, that is. Yeah, it was two hours of promos and packaging. So, yeah, it is um, definitely... It was definitely out the norm. However, this also, here's the bright side, shows that WWE is really good at what they do because watching that whole Ciampa Gargano thing, that was like the first almost hour of the show. Yeah, it was. And they took it from like day one with the tryout with Ciampa having that hideous-ass mohawk haircut all the way up to present day got both sides. You had great storytelling. We went through all of their tag matches, everything. It was perfectly executed. And I got to ask you, because you've been up my ass for the past two, three weeks at least about Gargano sucking as a heel and you wanting to know why. Are you satisfied now? You know, um, I'm kind of starting to see the angle they're trying to draw here. And I'm not going to give you satisfaction, but I'm okay with it. Even even I saw Johnny did a tweet, um, I think it was yesterday, talking about his big uh, championship win and where he became the first uh, Grand Slam in NXT yep. when he won the title. He was saying that Ciampa was such an egomaniac and sadistical that, that that was supposed to be some – people thought it was like some cute moment when he came on stage and him and Candice, and that was just him trying to steal the spotlight. And I, you know what? I felt that. I felt that how you can like make it seem like, okay, you might have a point here because this is the guy that started the whole, the whole feud anyway. So it, it, it you know, in, in, the, in the Dakota Kai sense, it's growing on me. So all I heard was I was right. Wow. That we didn't know. No, we're not, we're not admitting that you were right. We never, because we never said that Ciampa and Gargano was a bad few. I just said I don't like how we got here. I still don't like how we got here. You said you didn't like Hill Gargano, and it made no sense. So you wanted him to explain it, and I explained it to you, and I said this is what they're going to go with. What? And you're saying it's the fight forever thing? Like he, you know, and I take you know what? Just take a step back. What Johnny said as far as when he looked in Ciampa's eyes and he saw all the hate all over again, that was lame. That was lame. It's like you were going to hand him the title, then you held on to it, and it's like, oh, everything just came back in that moment. It's like, bro, you just – still, you just wrestled in a tag match a few weeks ago. It was your idea. It's like you saw something in his eyes, and I, and I get it. it. That helped paint the picture a little bit better for me, but it's still lame. All right. So you know why it's lame? Why? Because he took that hot-ass L earlier in the night. <sighs> which I'm watching this week's NXT recap show, and they showed the end of the Fed match. And, yeah, he got his ass whooped. I watched that too, man. The fact that he 
teabagged him after the match and then squeezed his face and pointed at him. Yeah, man. Nah. Can't let that ride. Uh, so before I call you the girlfriend that just won't admit that you're wrong or say sorry, <laughs> before I call you that, I just want to take this moment. And uh, you ain't never, like, helped a friend out or went to go help somebody out and then caught yourself and was like, you know what? You know, that reminds me of that time that you came with some bullshit and then changed your mind. Oh, like like hold grudges? Yeah. I, I, I am the one that holds grudges. So, yeah, I never forget. That, that's what Gargano did. He, he was like, I was going to help you. And then I looked you in the eyes and then I remembered that bullshit you pulled. It was, the timing of it was lame. I, I stand by that. The timing of it was so lame. But I mean, I, I give NXT credit because they are the guy. This is the brand in WWE that knows how to let something cook. So I'm letting it. I'm letting it grow on me. I'm letting it marinate. And you know what's even better? With this feud, it seems like there's always something that gets in the way. Because Chopper tore his ACL. Then Chopper had the neck. And now we have Corona postponing or canceling TakeOver. So we probably won't see this match till SummerSlam. And then we get Chopper Gargano Part 4 because I forgot there were three parts to it prior. And it could really be Part 5 if you count the Cruiserweight Classic. Right. Man, I mean, let's, let's, let's dissect that a little bit more. Do we really think, I mean, we don't know what type of climate we're in right now. You know what I mean? So we don't know what's going on, but could they really have to postpone all of these great matches? Because think about it. We're not talking about just Ciampa Gargano, which is going to be epic. We're also talking about uh, Dream Adam Cole, probably a nice banger of a tag team match, the women's number one contenders ladder match. We still don't know where Bianca Belair is. (laughs) She is wherever Raul Mendoza is. Yeah. <laughs> we and you know what's funny about that? I'm glad you said the Raul Mendoza is. Like when 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 are we gonna get the answer to what the hell that was? Because you know what? I'm 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 gonna put a spoiler out here. I'm I'm gonna speculate and make a projection here. Prediction here. Um, I think they're gonna have to scrap that whole thing the same way they did Eric Rowan. <sighs> they gonna realize what the hell was this racist ass thing we did and let's pull the plug on it and have somebody just come and step on this cage nah 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 I don't see it you started it it's too early you you gotta see this a little bit through but um, I don't know they saw that Eric Rowan thing through for like three months and then when they brought up the little fake spider right it was like this was so corny they pulled the plug on that real quick to be fair that was like bad like you only had a very small window of success for that angle to go right that's very true but yeah um <laughs> takeover only had one two confirmed matches the latter match and was Ciampa Gargano even confirmed for TakeOver? Or this, were we just speculating? Is it, it's not confirmed for TakeOver, but it would be weird if it didn't happen with everything yeah. going on. They kind of The actual last 
the very last NXT show that was a real NXT show we have ended with Ciampa and Gargano. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be, be weird if they didn't actually do it. Oh, definitely. I'm just saying I feel like they canceled TakeOver because there was only one match officially on the card, even though you knew you were going to get the tag match. You were going to get North American title. You were going to get the NXT title. You weren't going to get the women's title because that's so made again now because it's Charlotte Flair. Ooh, whoop-dee-doo. But I just, you know, I'm not upset that TakeOver got canceled, which I guess we just go ahead and segue right into that. Mm-hmm. And it's because you got to think about it. You canceled access for the whole week. Right. Canceled the Hall of Fame, which if you were going to cancel anything, cancel the Hall of Fame because most of those cats are late 50s, 60s, 70s. Let's not chance it unless it's Hulk Hogan. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Whew, but, uh, yeah. So can we let, can we say this um, definitively? Because has there been an actual announcement that they're canceling TakeOver? Or are they postponing it? Because I, I, I think I saw it to be determined on a few sites, like <laughs> Try to see if WWE. And by the way, I got that uh that picture of Ricochet up, and ooh, that could be a pretty bad career move there. Well, you already got buried by Vince, so try something different. I hear you. Try something different. It has been. I'm sorry. It has been postponed. WWE stated that the Hall of Fame ceremony NXT Takeover will not take place as previously scheduled. We'll share further details as be, as they become available. Exactly. I think they're going to try to do something around it, which is admirable. Um, I can't imagine just just venue wise because takeover what where takeover would normally place take place is Saturday night with Mania on Sunday, and now we know that Mania is going to be um, two days, so there'll be two main events for Sat- one for Saturday night, one for Sunday. So instead of getting a a very long, lengthy show now, we're going to get it split up, which I think that's the only way we'd be able to digest WrestleMania right now. Uh, All right. So spoiler alert. That's probably not a spoiler. More than likely everybody can see coming. They're just moving. And I'm using quotes around moving takeover to SummerSlam. And they're probably going to do the Hall of Fame at SummerSlam because SummerSlam's the next big one up. Because let's be honest, we're supposed to be social distancing is quarantined essentially into May, more or less, from everything I've gathered. It's like, nah, we're going to be here for a while. Because mm-hmm. MLB isn't starting opening day until the middle of May. The NBA was talking about preparing to come back in June. The finals are in June. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you call it postponed, but you already had to take over planned anyway. So, you know, it's whatever. It's all, you know, semantics. Mm-hmm. That's true. But yeah, it's just, you just move that. You don't risk anybody getting corona. You don't want one of your Hall of Famers to catch the coronavirus again unless it's Hulk Hogan because fuck Hulk Hogan always and forever. There, I said it loud and clear. 
anybody has an issue, I'm at underscore JDell on Twitter. I'll take <laughs> all the smoke for this. You can leave said and believe out of this one. I am free, available, and ready, ready to go. So there we go. I respect that. Like so, I said, this podcast is always going to be one where we want the smoke. Oh, yeah. I ain't ducking Hulk. All Hulk Hogan defenders, please come one, come all, come many. And I'm going to hit you with two moves to do, much like Hulk Hogan had. And we can keep it moving. <laughs> You know, let, let, let's let's back that up a little bit, you know, because I, I do want to speculate this because that is the only way. Like, again, we they've been doing empty arena shows. Right. And I think that's why NXT took a a sharp turn on doing an empty arena program and full sale, just because that full sale audience is a big part of what makes NXT special, especially with it being on USA now. Now, the empty arena shows that they've done on Raw and SmackDown, and I keep in mind, I have not watched SmackDown tonight yet, but they've widely been hit or miss. Um, okay, fair enough. Hit or miss. Like, um, I think with the past Raw, and let's just forget the fact that they showed the entire men's Raw Rumble, because <laughs> that, um, you got three hours. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. You got to fill time. It actually that. wasn't a bad move, if you ask me. I just don't know how we got there. Uh, what, did they did they explain it on the announce team? Did they say, "Hey, it's time"? Yeah, for I think they. I think they mentioned that they were going into like how we got to Brock and Drew at WrestleMania. But the thing is, um, you ever you remember WWE superstars used to come on like Saturday, Sunday morning in like yep. the mid nineties? They yep. did the same thing. Raw and SmackDown are essentially nothing but a two and three hour version of superstars now. Where you're recapping what happened in the past yep. week and the, and the previous pay-per-view. And then you get a couple matches thrown in there. Okay. Which is fine for me. I kind of like it in the sense that we watched SmackDown last week live as we were recording. You could own that empty PC, like, it just ain't it, Chief, for everything. Nah, man. And just and what I'm scared for as a wrestling fan is the buildup to some of these feuds that they have, seeing that culminate in an empty arena at the performance center, it's not going to look great, especially with the camera angles. Like they're, and I've actually seen people speculate about this online. The camera angles are still wide where you see all the empty seats and it doesn't look appropriate. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's interesting. It's what it's going to be. I'm glad they were smart enough to put Mania into two nights because if you wanted me to sit through six hours, you know, let's say you do a pre-show at five, main card starts at seven, you go to about 12, we'll say six to seven hours of wrestling in an empty-ass arena that is small. It's not like you're in an empty arena that's huge. I feel like that will somehow be better. Like a small, empty, the piece, no, I couldn't do it. So splitting this in two nights makes sense. And on top of that, they're probably going to pre-tape the hell out of Mania. Let's just be honest. Yes, they are. And um, I was I, I didn't realize I was muted a second ago, but um, are they really making Daniel Bryan be in a tag team with Drew Gulak? Why not? They look like Is- brothers. Is that the best use of Daniel Bryan in 2020? Because that is 
I don't mind it from, hey, we're technical wrestling standpoints and it's giving Drew Gulak the rub and because I, I think he's an amazing wrestler. But, yo, like, of all the things you wouldn't think you'd say in a sentence for WWE. <clears throat> <laughs> um, wow. But th- here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm not fond of with the performance. And like I said, they're, they're doing the wide angle camera and whatnot like that. And for WrestleMania, for years, what we did – Come, what we've become accustomed to is the very long entrance ramp for the for your favorite superstars coming to the ring. That is a very short walkway. I watched the Undertaker storm to the ring on Monday night, <laughs> like like threw away the whole gimmick, threw it all away. I'm just going to run. I'm just going to go to the ring. No fans are here. I'm going to throw over a, a, a table. Jerry Lawler's going to run, and I'm just going to stare at the stare at the entryway and you know, cut the commercial. Like, you can't do that at WrestleMania. How awkward is that going to be? Yeah, so I read a report, not sure how true it is, that um, they were talking about with The Undertaker, we were going to get less of the dead man and more of big evil American badass taker, which is kind of what we saw this past week on Raw. Would have been interesting. Allegedly, we were supposed to get Big Evil Taker okay. a couple of years ago at Mania when Cena called his ass out. It should have been that, honestly. Yeah, it should have been. But alas, here we are. So, But yeah, also, you have a great point. Like That is a short ramp. 50% of what makes actually 80% of what makes Mania Mania is the spectacle, is the grandiose, is all the flash, the pomp, the circumstance. It's all of that. It's the crowd. You stick that shit in the PC. You take away most of that. It's just like, okay. Now I have to watch and hope these matches are good. Which most probably won't be. Yeah, and I'm and it's sad. Um, early, um, I guess, early predictions for who's going to close out each night. Um, Drew and Brock probably close out night one. No, night two. I give them night two. Edge and Orton close night one. Yeah, couldn't agree anymore with that. I actually, those would be my picks as well for the ones that absolutely should close the show. Um, and I think maybe you, you definitely got split up the titles on each show. And I think tonight they announced, um, how Bailey will be defending her title and kind of throwing that Sasha Banks is going to be in this match as well, competing for the title, which... Yeah, six-pack challenge. Again, um, don't know if I like how we got here, but still. Allegedly, it was the plan anyway, and you just kind of had to hit a sharp left. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, my, my thing is I don't need to see Sasha versus... Bailey, you might as well just let them be the heels that run the women's division until somebody they want to push is is available. And I read they're also not going to be doing any battle royals this year, which is a blessing in disguise, but it's for healthcare reasons that they don't want a lot of people in the ring at one time. And it's also just going to look incredibly stupid, but yeah. Yeah, it is going to look weird. Yeah, in the empty arena battle roll, that's not going to look good. 
I mean, it, and now it's kind of weird the way the weekend is set up because we have WrestleMania on two days. Right. Despite how ugly it's going to look, I'll still tune in. Um, but we're here for NXT. We're here to make sure we talk NXT. Do they move NXT to Friday night, if possible? I don't know. I saw something that was like, oh, the last NXT before Mania is going to be like a takeover, essentially. I read that as well, that they're going to make it seem like it was the actual show. So if they do that, and let's just assume it's a two-hour show. Right. Does that mean we're getting the Cole versus Dream as well as uh, the ladder match for the women's number one contender? Because I don't think they can use that that night to contain a Gargano Champa feud. Probably, we'll probably just get those three matches. Honestly, like you give Gargano Champa the last hour, you give Cole Dream twenty five. 30 minutes, you give the women 30 minutes, wrap it up, a little run time over. But here's the problem. You're in Florida. Florida's not allowing gatherings of more than 10 to 15 people. I think it's 10 right now. Like, Mm -hmm. you can ignore all the idiots on spring break that are just lined up at the beach. Just ignore that. So it's going to be an empty arena. And it's like, do you want to do an empty arena and lose all these moments, have these moments fall flat because, like you said, you feel like this is Velveteen's moment. Do you want to do that in the empty arena? Mm-mm. It's not a man. This is what we have for the foreseeable future. Yeah, that's what we got. And uh, those are my sinuses acting up. I do not have the corona. I am good. <laughs> Speaking of get, corona. Got to get some wellness shots. I just, uh, I just downed one a second ago. Uh, let's see what brand we got here. It's called uh, Vive Organic oh. Immunity Boost. It has ginger root, turmeric root, echinacea, and black pepper. I normally get... Uh, what do I normally get? I normally get like the So Fresca or So Fresco. And then there's another one that I normally go get. Um, can't remember. It comes in a little glass bottle. Anyway, slight sidetrack. Um, here's the issue. Speaking of Corona, we're overdue. And this is going to sound incredibly fucked up. But we're overdue for some wrestler. Rather, AEW Impact are WWE being confirmed positive for having coronavirus? Man, that's, and it's rough to think that that would come because if that does happen, then we lose what we currently have. So, like, they're doing their best to try to entertain us in this trying time when everybody's stuck at home. There's literally no sports around at all. WWE still out here throwing a curveball and at least trying to entertain us. So one wrestler somehow tests positive, everything stops. I think even Mania stops at that point. Oh, imagine, let's say the dead man tests positive for Corona. Whoo. 
when I tell you you are slamming on the brakes as hard as possible. You have to. He's going to be at risk because of his age. Like, or let's say Brock catches it. Let's say Brock can't get back in the country because Brock lives in Canada. What the hell are you going to do? Because they closed the border. Yeah. It's like you're playing with fire. You're tempting fate. I know Vince McMahon feels like he can't be beat. But at some point, it's just, what are you going to do? Like you have to err on the side of caution. Because if you push forward, let's say, not wishing this on anybody, but let's just say Taker confirmed positive. Cena confirmed positive. Goldberg confirmed positive. Brock can't get it. You know, actually, I take that back. We'll ignore Taker, Cena, Brock. Let's say Roman Reigns test positive for coronavirus. For what the hell are you going to do? How do you rationale and explain this? That while the rest of the country shut down and went into basically a quarantine, and all the other sports leagues were like, nah, we don't even arena nothing. We decided to press on because we're the worldwide leader in entertainment. And now our biggest name, our biggest draw now has coronavirus little over a year and a half, two years after he just beat leukemia for the second time. You are done. Like you thought that you thought their stock took a nosedive before. Big done. Oh, man. Just pack it in. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody would be mad because if you don't pack it in, you give us two nights of mania. Oh, I feel like, remember how, what was it, WrestleMania 2 that was in like three different locations and people said it was horrible and almost just killed WrestleMania before it could take off? It's just, I feel like this is going to be one of those situations because I saw reports where it's like, you're going to get Manny in two different, lo- multiple locations, I'm sorry, and that they're going to pre-take some of the big gimmick matches. I don't, I don't get it. I don't see, I understand why you want to go for it, but you just kind of got to just, yeah, pack it in, wrap it up. Close up shop, call it a day, much like Cameron Grimes, Barbara did. Just pack it, see him. Nope, don't <laughs> want to do this. Pack it in, I'm going home. Yo, you just hit something on the head there. Gimmick matches. And that's actually a way they can get through this time a little bit better with these pre recorded matches that are isolated in a sense, whether they're at the performance center or somewhere else, but they're isolated. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, man, but. We're going to have to throw it back to like Final Deletion House of Horrors type matches that (laughs) (laughs) you know how much I hate these damn things (laughs) that that actually will pass some time like imagine if uh, Edge and Randy had like this street fight and it just was at uh, Edge's actual house 
You remember there, you remember there was a few a long time ago where Triple H showed up to Randy Orton's house? Vaguely. Okay. He showed up to Randy Orton's house, pulled up outside, and, like, broke in the house and was fighting Orton. So something, something like that to come home into a few. Like, Bray Wyatt can have a fight in the Firefly Funhouse for Cena. That is something that would make for interesting television and also allow time to pass by better than looking at an empty arena for what is supposed to be the biggest pay-per-view of the year. You know, that actually isn't a bad idea. Here's the problem, though. Last time somebody ran into Firefly Funhouse, they whooped his ass and they burnt it down. We don't remember that. We The Dream has no memory of that. <laughs> oh, I remember because Bray tweeted the perfect tweet the next day where he was like, Seth, how did you find it? Also, are you alive? Money. Give Bray Wyatt all the flowers and roses and accomplishments and accolades now. Man, it's money. Yeah, because it didn't it didn't make sense. <laughs> didn't make sense. How the hell did you? Yeah, how did you find the Firefly Funhouse? Because it's not supposed to be something that is just accessible. But yeah, that's uh, WWE writers these past five years doing great, guys. You're doing great. Let's not make sense of anything. Like, how does a 53, 54-year-old man just nerf this this being that is unstoppable? <laughs> With a hip toss. Because it was a jackhammer. It was a hip toss. But you know what? Let's have some fun today. You know what? We got a little time. We're trying to fill content, guys. As you can tell, we're getting these chokes off. We've addressed the serious issues of TakeOver being postponed, Mania being two nights, what could happen, how this could completely go wrong. Now, if this goes right, you may be able to pull off the greatest WrestleMania from an in-ring standpoint ever. But I feel like those big moments, they're going to fall flat. Because let's say Rhea beats Charlotte. That's going to fall flat without a crowd. McIntyre mm-hmm. finally has his crowning moment. That's going to fall flat without a crowd. Yep. And the thing for me is what the like I'm a big entrance buff. So like Mania is where the entrances are posted, like really hit. Like they're in the Royal Rumble for the surprise. So if your entrance is supposed to be the biggest it's supposed to be for the calendar year, you can't do that at the performance center. You just can't. There's no way. Like, so I don't see how they they got they really gotta some big shoes to fill, man, because I, I respect everything they're doing and try to entertain us, but I would have been even more happier if they would just postpone it till May and let's get past all this and just put on a dope show. Yeah. I, for the whole start, I was like, all right, cool. Don't do it. The arena is still going to feel weird. Even in that stadium, let's just go to, you know, what? it gives you two months, three and a, two and a half months. Just go to, you can drag drag this out and actually you tend to do your best work when your back is against the wall so you can flesh out some of these stories a little bit better and actually yeah. make me give a damn and on top of that it's like um i haven't read online somebody saying the idea of hey let's push the let's push WrestleMania out to may and then just just do without uh money in the bank and just add the two money in the bank ladder matches to the mania card that's where they started money in the bank started at mania WrestleMania 21 it was jericho's idea Exactly. So it should it should just do that. But I think with all and you know what I'm curious about? 
I don't know if they've announced this yet either. If they have, I might be regurgitating. I apologize. What happens to everyone's tickets that was going to actually attend in Tampa? (laughs) I'm assuming they're refunding tickets. Like, you're not that shitty that you're not going to refund tickets. You remember when we were trying so hard to get Believe to send us to Mania? Yeah. Uh, Life comes at you fast, man. It does. <laughs> oh, boy. We were trying so hard to go to Access and get the media past the Mania, and then, nope, can't go. It's nope. like, you know, here's a pandemic. Sit y'all asses down. <laughs> yeah, stay home. Wait for Los Angeles. Everything will be better in Los Angeles next year. Because literally, it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. We can't get media passes. We'll just go guerrilla style with this. I'll make a few phone calls. We can find a way in. Universe was like, nah, nah. Y'all go sit down and time out and think about your actions. Yep. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly what it was. And now, oh my gosh. But now we just got to wait for, and I mean, it's a pretty, I mean, canceling the Hall of Fame and uh, NXT shouldn't be an option because you can only induct people within this calendar year, of course. So they're going to postpone that for sure. So, I mean, pretty good class right now as well. These guys deserve to be, especially like uh, Liger. Definitely want to honor that guy. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely the British Bulldog. Yes, that's a long time coming. Because you should have put him in with Heart Foundation. I want it the full Heart Foundation. Not the two-man tag team. I want it the full faction Heart Foundation. I want it Pillman. I want it Owen. I want it Davy Boy. I want it Brett. I wanted Jim. I wanted all of them. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, Owen will never go in as long as Martha. We all know that story by now. This one, I don't know why they just don't do it. <laughs> just, because just, she, just... Could, I think she literally controls everything associated with his estate and likeness and everything. Damn, okay. Yeah, she just hasn't... Uh, I get it. She hasn't hasn't got over it. She still, you can get over it. She still blames them. I think Brett did an interview. He's like, none of us really talked to her because she's so wrapped around the idea that it's their fault. Brett's like, yeah, they didn't handle it the best, but also it was kind of a fluke accident in a roundabout way of how he explained it. So, yeah, it's been 20 plus years now. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, uh, that was the 90s, man. Eight, ninety-nine. Yeah. I'm talking about thirty years now. Um, but the again, the Hall of Fame class with Batista, JBL, Lager, Bulldog, NWO, Bellas. I mean, oh, that's right, the Bellas are going in. JBL. Let's just go ahead and run through this class real quick. Let's just see who does not belong, in our opinion. Oh wow, that's tough. Um, I mean, I. Dave came back and honestly his match last year was was good from a standpoint of storyline I thought they did that exactly how they should do it because I know he's been begging for that final match for a long time right I think he should be in for sure um I actually think he can honestly I think he can still work too I think he can still work if he wanted to he could have did a longer program if he wanted but obviously he's making movies he's happy with what he's doing yeah, definitely Batista deserves. He came back. Him jacking up Ric Flair and going, do I have your attention now? Is this what you want, huh? Great, perfect. Well-executed storyline. 
Mm-hmm. The match itself wasn't bad no. because they put the perfect stipulation on it for those two people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good job. I mean, JBL, I'm not mad at JBL going in because JBL, um, he actually carried the company for a while. Like he was the per- the prototype heel. He carried I mean, SmackDown. He made, he helped make Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Like he, he did his thing for a while. He definitely, um, from just being a tag team guy to making a whole different identity. Like, yeah, that guy deserves to be in. Yeah. He went from the acolyte, acolytes of the ministry to a beer drinking Texan who would pay, go beat people up for money to a uppity New York stockbroker who got rich and was like, screw y'all, I'm better than all y'all. Like, JBL should have never became such a main event star. Nah. It's kind of like Jinder Mahal, but somehow JBL worked, though. Well, we already talked about David Boy Smith. Yep. Uh, longtime favorite. Juice and Thunder Liger, man. I mean, the fact that they're honoring him. I mean, he used to be in WCW as well. Um, the fact that he spent so much of his time in in New Japan as well as uh, and overseas, like the fact that Iron Arm is really dope. I mean, I think for anything, this is why they got to make it a better occasion than this. Uh, I'm gonna say digital. It's <laughs> digital type of <laughs> Hall of Fame ceremony because he he deserves his flowers, man. NWO, I could I could do without. Um, that one seems kind of forced to me because was how many of these guys are in already? Like Hogan's in already. I think Nash and are Nash and Hall in as the outsiders or is just Separate. Hall in as Razor Ramon? I know Nash is in under his actual name and not Diesel. I think Hall is in under Razor Ramon. Okay, yeah, I see it right here. Kevin Nash is a two-time inductee um, already, and Scott Hall is already a two-time inductee as well. Oh, no, they all become two-time inductees. Okay, so they all become two-time inductees. Okay. Oh no! They put Nash in as as Diesel. I thought Nash was going in as his as Kevin Nash because I yeah. remember him making a big fuss about it. Yeah, and then Hall went in as Razor Ramon. This will be uh, wow! And then X Pac was in DX last, last year. year as DX. So this guy's two time inductees. This one seems kind of forced. Like they didn't need to do this one this year, in my opinion. So I think they could have found somebody else in this in this um, mold as a group well, that might be more deserving. I see. Yeah, I see your point. I feel like putting X-Pac in feels kind of forced to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to put the NWO in, I'm going to put in Hall, Nash, the racist that wears a bandana slash do-rag, which is incredibly ironic. Eric. And I'm going to put in Bischoff. Those are the four I'm putting in. Yeah. I'm not going to put in the Giant. I'm not going to put in Stevie Ray. I'm not going to put in the dude who looked like Virgil. I'm not going to put in Kurt Henning. I'm not going to put in Macho Man. I'm not going to put in the 50 deep NWO. Like, I'm putting in the four core members of it. Yeah, you kind of got to start there. I don't think the Wolfpack NWO or anything like that will ever get inducted, even though that was my favorite 
uh, version. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't, honestly. Like, it was great, but it shouldn't go in. And then, yeah, they, they could have waited a couple more years for that one, in my opinion. Um, well, Manny is in Tampa. It's Hogan's backyard. Yeah, that's that's probably why. They love to shove his ass on my TV and make me have to deal with him, so. What else? And the Bellas, the Bellas were pioneers in their own right. They kind of usher in a new era. So I'm not mad at that, actually. See, I got a love-hate thing with the bell with the Bellas because on their own, if you just take their stuff out of context, they suck. <laughs> More <laughs> or less. But if you put them in context and in canon with everything else, they played a key part. They carried that division through that weird diva three-minute matches kind of into the Charlotte era now that we're in. So I give them their props for it. I just, I don't know. I just, you know. They're like the, eh, all right, that's cool. Not going to argue against it too much. Not going to argue for it either. Just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm kind of right there with you. I think they're just, I mean, they were definitely bound to get in at some point. And uh, I'm trying to think, because there was a little uproar on Twitter about who should go in before them. But it's not like I'm going to sit here and invent about it, because it's like eventually they would go in. Uh, AJ Lee should go in before them. Mm. There's an argument there. There's an argument there. But the Bellas brought more eyes to women's wrestling. And that's I think that's where they stand out. They, they their brand, everything about them, like brought more eyes to women's wrestling and they brought more I want to say um of the casual fan out from outside people outside of WWE to pay attention to them. Yeah, and they definitely helped create the whole Total Divas, which turned into Total Bellas thing, which, you know, kind of helped yeah. spearhead the reality era. So I give them their props. Just from a strictly in-ring point, it ain't do it for me. They got better, but it's just like, yeah. Well, now, nah, uh, Bree. Bree actually can go. Bree can work. And then I think Nikki picked it up when she was in her championship reign and I think she did well. I think they they definitely you 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 can see their progression, which is why that's which is what I love. You can see that they take that they took it seriously. You see their prog- progression and everything like that. They definitely um, were different than how they first started out when coming to the company. So I mean, I think it's a good class overall, which is why you you got to do something better for them. Yeah, which will end up being SummerSlam weekend. And hey, that's fine. That works per- that works for me. Actually, I feel like they should probably move the Hall of Fame to SummerSlam. I, I get it. WrestleMania is a big deal. But I just feel like there's too much going on during WrestleMania week. Yeah. So I kind of just push it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, then this is, we're we're being forced to push it back, if anything. Yeah, see, let this year, this wash, this little mishap, 
Oh, this year is definitely this entire year is a wash. <laughs> like the, the trauma that has happened this year already, it is a wash, and you can only hope that uh, WrestleMania Los Angeles next year that I will 100% attend is just going to be magical. Oh boy! Well, this year's WrestleMania, I have no expectations for it. I kind of wasn't feeling it going into it, but now. I'm going to watch it so that I can come here and talk about it because yeah. we won't have anything else to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to be on lockdown. You yeah, have no choice. <laughs> and I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm going to watch it. Am I going to be happy about it? Eh, probably not, but, you know, it's all right. But before we get out of here, because we are almost to the point where we're pulling at straws for content, I was going to say <laughs> earlier... Um, let's have a little fun with it. Let's assume we were going to get takeover. Let's just go ahead and fill out the takeover card. Okay. We already know we would get Cole versus Dream NXT title. Right. We already know we would get Ciampa, Gargano in some sort of gimmick match. So we're not even going to try to guess the match. We'll just figure out who wins. And then here's the fun part. We have the women's American ladder title. match. Yeah, we have the North American title, which I feel like would have been a triple threat. Is what I'm looking at. A triple threat or a fatal four, depending on if you throw Grimes or Dane in there. Well, see, I want to put Killian Dane in there, but he just kind of like shows up, wreck shop, comes back next week, wreck shop. You kind of get the announcer saying, oh, he should, you know, be probably in the North American title picture. And then he like disappears for a little bit. Yeah. The only reason I say Dane is because the last time I saw him have a singles match on NXT uh, tapings was, I think it was against Bronson Reed, and he did the title gesture after the match. So yeah. since that day, I was like, okay, he's going to be coming for Keith Lee, and that would be a dope match between two behemoths. It, like you, could, I would want that one-on-one, Ooh. if anything. Yes, please, give me that. Um, but I think Damian Priest has the uh, the hot hand here for the belt. So it's definitely going to be Priest. And now we know Dijakovic is – his friendship with Keith Lee is done, at least for now. Uh, you know, best friends, better enemies. Yeah, I'm just – I'm really over that feud. <laughs> but, yeah, so we'll say it's a four-way. And then we have the tag titles, which we believe – should have been Grizzled Young Vets against the Pros Awakes in a rematch for the Testy Classic Finals. Yeah, I think that one's going to be straight up. I think the error is out of there. Probably. I feel like that's probably a safe bet. Which is cool because, I mean, you, you'll see a good match with a lot of close calls again, which, like, just throwing back to the era, this, this means it's really going to be a tale of the Velveteen Dream versus the entire Undisputed Era because the entire Undisputed Era will put them out of action for however many months. And then, lastly, you probably kicked the show off with the women's ladder match. We had Chelsea Green. We had Mia Yim, Tegan Knox. There's supposed to be a match with uh, Larray and Mercedes Martinez. So, are we saying Larray gets in, or do you think Martinez gets in? Oh, that's a tough one. I would give it to Candice. Give it to Candice? Okay. So, that leaves us with what? Two spots. Mm one heel in the match right now? Yes. 
Yes. So you got to fill it out. Two more hills. Who we who we taking? Well, let me look at the roster real quick. We talked about uh, Raquel Pennington getting a shot and possibly giving. You you say she's going to give her win to uh, Dakota Kai. I, I I think her first takeover is too big to give her a win. So I think Raquel winning Pennington somehow gets in the ladder match, or she gives her space to Kai, even though Kai lost. I mean, there's still like Vanessa Bourne floating around there. We don't know what the hell Bianca Belair is doing, but for the sake of you can conversation, put in there. <laughs> you could put Marina in there. You could either one of uh, the four horsewomen in there. Um, yeah, I don't know how that would work. Who has not that... been seen since um, Shayna dipped? Yeah. J- uh, Jessamyn Duke has not been seen. Well, Mar- yeah, Marina did have a little right in. She had to, you know, hop up in her little cuck angle. Zia Lee, Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi took an L. Oh, she lost. Yeah, she did lose already. Okay. Zia Lee, maybe. All right. So we're saying Bianca Belair is just not going to be in this. Inara Conti? Nah, they'll throw a Lee in that thing. She even healthy? I almost said it doesn't matter, but never mind. Either way, they got to fill the spot with two more women. And for the for the lack of Bianca Belair not being in there, I'm going to take this with a grain of salt and say this might be like a breakout tournament of sorts. So you'll see somebody new get Actually, a title shot. Perfect. I'm glad you said that. I know how you feel this. You go uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Tegan Knox, Chelsea Green, Mia Yim. Who was the fifth person? Candice LeRae. And then that sixth spot? Scarlett Bordeaux. She debuts at TakeOver. Okay. Which means Killer Cross debuts in the main event. And just beats the living hell out of both Cole and Velveteen. I don't like that. I do. I don't like that at all. I do. Why don't you like it? Because that takes away Dream's moment and win the title. Who's who's to say? I didn't say Dream didn't win the match. I just said he caught ass with it post-match. Yeah, it takes away the moment. No, you got your moment. You get your five, ten seconds of fame, and then you get this ass with it. No, nah, you're supposed to close out the show with the new champion. But if I got a monster hill, how do you establish a monster hill? You ruin moments. That's fair. I mean, or you can just have them have interest music hit and confusion and just some awkward point. No, because you know what Walter did when he debuted? He came down to the ring, put his foot in Joe Coffey's face, and then put his foot in Pete Dunne's face. Okay, fair. fair. We actually haven't talked about that enough either, though, um, that now you brought up Walter. That's something to look forward to. That's something that did happen on this uh, episode of NXT, if you would. A lot of Finn Balor calling out names, which was – that was fire. Wiggle. If you give me that pin all the time, we we can watch that every week because he was out there, best wrestler in the world. Samoa Joe, Shinsuke, who else he say? Uh, Kevin Owens. Talking about he, he took out all these names on in NXT main roster. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, pretty much saying like, "Hey, Walter, you ain't nothing I ain't never seen before, bro." Yeah, he ain't wrong either. Like so all these people I'm naming is perennial champions. Like, 
It's about to be light work. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get Finn Walter at NXT UK Dublin, which probably won't happen now. <laughs> Man, um, yeah, because the UK is, is in all types of sorts right now. So, so mm, we'll see what they do with that. Honestly, we're just hoping that TakeOver exists in some form of fashion. Because all these matches that are on uh that were supposed to be on TakeOver Tampa or Dublin for NXT UK. I mean, some of them were kind of more exciting than the Mania card. I'm going to be honest. Ain't no kind of. <laughs> like, they, they was going to hit way harder than what's projected for Mania. And then they're trying to force feed us Rob Gronkowski right now. And I, I can care oh, less. Oh, boy. I was trying not to bring that up. But since you talked about it, we're going to talk about Gronk come back to something positive and good, and then we're going to wrap it up and get up out of here for the day. Um, did you see him come out on SmackDown? Nah, I'm actually watching SmackDown now. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you just start it? Yeah, it just started from the beginning. It's only an hour in, so it's going to come up. And I know I, I saw some stuff on Twitter about him cutting his first promo. I saw Randy Orton throw some shade at the new Mania poster. <laughs> now that he's just, like smack dab in the center, which is like, come on, bro. Just wait. Just Just wait a couple minutes. You're going to get your little gronk. Just wait, because I'm going to sit through. I actually want to get your, like, actual reaction. So I'm just going to sit here and talk and what we call do a little filler here. (laughs) Are you sure? Because I know we're at – what they're showing right now is the WrestleMania 30 match between John Cena and Bray Wyatt. Oh, so, no, you actually missed it. you got to back it up. It, like, started the show. Ah, okay. So we started the show. We want a live reaction. All we got to do is go to the DVR. Yeah, it started the show, so – like within the first five minutes of the show because it was before the Daniel Bryan Drew Gallick uh, tag match. Okay, so yeah, I started watching at that point. Yeah, just back that on up. That's why I was like, why are we putting Daniel Bryan in a tag team with Drew Gallick? I can think of a million ways we should be be using Daniel Bryan right now. Well, you know what it does do? Saves them from concussion protocol. Very true. Oh, you guys are probably going to get a great reaction from Savage. It's going to be priceless. For for the record, I'm not a fan of uh, forcing the part-timers and celebrities onto the brand. I get it brings a different audience of fans into everything, but (sighs) (laughs) guys definitely made a name for himself. Like as a result of football, I can care less that he's a uh, U of a guy being a sun devil myself. Did he go to Arizona? Yep. Sure did.
<laughs> the hell is Mojo wearing? I'm an advocate uh, for Mojo. But what the hell is he wearing? Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you what's what's up with your man in his suits. So Mojo's done with the twenty four seven championship. Now that his boys here, would you rather chase whatever his name is, or would you rather get prime TV time hanging out with Grok? What kind of music is this? I'm sure he'd rather have prime TV time with Gronk, which is great for Mojo. What is going on? Just, just keep, just. Those were dance moves, and he's acting like there's a crowd, and there's, wow, oh, God. There are people that actually find this entertaining and like, yeah, let's let's uh, let's bring Gronk up. Oh my, we're doomed. <laughs> we are doomed. Did you see him hump the ring post? I saw him hump the ring post. I tried not to. I tried. I didn't. I wasn't going to mention it. I was. I definitely wasn't going to mention it. Um. Yeah, that's all. That's all you need to see. Just yeah. Croc's definitely lost some weight too since stopping, con- ceasing football altogether. And he could probably still play, man. I get the injuries and stuff like that, but that's kind of. Uh, yeah, he looks about a good twenty-five to fifty pounds lighter. So are they gonna are, are they just gonna make them the hype bros? Because I'm not interested unless they just make them the hype bros. Yeah, I think that's where we're going with this. You know what? At the end of the day, this is gonna be trash if a guy listening to Gronk at these little cool downs and stuff for WrestleMania. That, that I'm not here for that. Um, but if it gives Mojo some pub, I'm okay with it, man. Oh. Mojo been behind the scenes trying to grind for I don't know how long. Let him get some shine for once, man. And at some point, we don't know. I'm guessing our truth to win the 24-7 back from Riddick Moss. Yeah, probably so. But Wait, is, uh, this, is this a moment? Is this a moment with Baron Corbin and Gronkowski? Cause it only gets worse. Oh, my God. <sighs> This is way more entertaining than I thought this was going to be. I just wanted you to get your reactions to the entrance, but we keep this, we let this run a little bit longer. This is really happening. They look each other eye to eye, Corbin and Gronk, so that's kind of cool. Um, this is an empty arena. Is this going to give the... Oh my god. This is going to end up in like some like goofy looking shoulder tackle, isn't it? Just wait. Wrestlemania, 
I don't want to see Gronk wrestle. I, I don't want to see it. What the what? <laughs> Let's just throw everybody here and open a segment. <laughs> Remember when Elias was actually in NXT and he was going by El Vagabondo and it was awesome? And he was the drifter? Yeah. But specifically when he wore the luchador mask. (laughs) For however many weeks that was. Which just reminded me of something. This is like completely off topic. Um, Just because... is still missing. No, 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 not that. We know he's still missing. We don't think I don't think there's going to be a end result there with COVID-19 here. Um Whatever happened to the the air guitar guy, Bugenhagen? You know what? That's a good question. I thought he was over with the full sale uh crowd at just nothing. That was bars. <laughs> he said, I know you know something about getting hurt. Oh, my God. That's funny. Oh. And he just pushed Corbin over him, over Mojo. And that, I mean, that didn't hurt him at all. Where are Ziggler and Robert Roode? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, and he just throws Corbin over the top rope, and he's going to be frustrated. At and we can end the segment right there. This is a weird mosh posh of individuals right now. Gronk can call matches now. Oh my god, this is okay. This is going to get worse before it gets better. This is this is. Yeah, like I said, this is the COVID-19 sponsored episode where it gets worse before it gets better. And I see very poor shuffling going on in the ring and ugly dancing. Wow. Oh, my God. Yep. So (laughs) I I blame The Rock. I blame The Rock because he started this trend of needing hosts for WrestleMania. That's right. Rock did host Mania in Atlanta. It hasn't been. It really ain't hit since then. Like, that was a moment having him come back. And I like, I was actually at the New Day one. That was cool. And I can't, I'm trying to think of the other hosts between there. I think maybe Maria Menounos is a host. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but wow. Gronkowski. <laughs> um, I'm dumbfounded by that. Really you know dumbfounded. That seems like the perfect place to get us up out of here. So, um, while Seth is trying to gather himself, just want to let you guys know we appreciate you listening to this episode. We know it may have been a little, a little bit different from our normal, but we still felt like we delivered our quality talking, and we addressed NXT this week. Talked about a few other things. Fuck Hogan always and forever. I will make this a thing for until I just basically get told to stop saying it. So, uh, this has been the Believe in NXT podcast. I'm your host, Jacob DeLores. 
that of course is said. Oh, bear with Wash us. your hands. <laughs> Wash your damn hands. Keep six feet distance between people. And don't Fist. gather in large in large groups of people more than ten. Yep. And they tell you to stay your ass home, stay your ass in the house. Like yeah, if you need that. some fresh air, go for a walk by yourself or go for a bike ride. I've been bad. I've been going outside. I ain't gonna lie. But I'm a, but that stops this weekend. I'm in the house. <laughs> But yeah, um, so again, thank you guys for listening. Bear with us. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at said underscore says and at underscore J Dallas said is with two D's. And of course, at Believe Podcast, we will be here every single week still trying to figure out what we're going to talk about, how we're going to address things as COVID-19 forces the world around us to change. We'll give Triple H and company kudos for at least trying to have the show go on. We're roughly a week, I'm sorry, two weeks out from Mania. Time will right. tell how things play out if we get some type of takeover edition episode of NXT. Who knows? But until next week, um, you got anything else, Ed? Um, I actually just saw a tweet from WWE on Fox that Adam Cole is officially the longest reigning NXT champion. And I think that was today, nine hours ago. So maybe next week we'll actually get the celebration. That's weird coming from that account. But you know what? That's cool. We'll talk about that next week. That gives us something to talk about next week. There we go. Yeah. Well, we'll just build it. We'll build it. Yeah. It's a little tease for you, but you can give us a little tease for next week. And who? You know what? Next week, this is what we'll do next week. So we give you something to look forward to. We're going to come in here. We're going to address whatever may be NXT TV. We're going to address anything associated with that, any breaking news. But you know what? We'll just go ahead and break down the WrestleMania card next week in detail. How about yeah, that? That's how that. We'll break it down. All the matches. I know there's some uproar right now over Carmella not being in a six-pack challenge. So we can talk about that. By who? Corey Graves? No, just I think Twitter's an uproar. I, guess, I don't know. I think I guess Carmella must have said fat shame somebody last week on Twitter or something like that. Now she's <sighs> not in the match. So I don't know. I don't know much about it. But I'll do my research and we're going to have some some discussion next week. Cool. Actually, I know what? We might give you guys a midweek episode since said is quarantined and I'm basically semi-quarantined because I just thought about it. We should go back and watch a takeover live. Or what? live recorded. Why not? So yeah, bear with us. We got something coming for you guys. Give us some time. We, we gonna figure it out. It's gonna be all right. That's why we're the champs for a reason because we find a way to win. And all we do is win. And if you don't like that, then come see us. Don't worry. Don't worry about no six feet of distance. Don't worry about no virus. Just come see us. We still want the smoke. Always and forever. Indoor or outdoor. <laughs> hey, man. This has been Believe in XT. I'm Jacob. That said, until next time, we're out. Out of here.